Thank you for joining us for another episode of our SDBC podcast. In this episode, Paul Park and I will discuss the Netflix documentary, Seaspiracy. This documentary quickly rose to the Netflix top 10 list and has gained a large amount of media attention since it was released in March. And in this episode, we will discuss why. We will also discuss the importance of critical thinking, topics like genesis, broken relationships, stewardship, selfishness, and sustainability. We hope that you find this episode helpful and thought-provoking. Welcome to another episode of STBC Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, Mary Gerson and I have another awesome topic to talk about today. And um, today we're actually going to talk about the documentary Seaspiracy. It was released just a month ago-ish in March 2021. And I've been noticing that a lot of people on my Facebook feed and Instagram, they've been kind of talking about it. And I know, mm-hmm. I think at one point it was like number two most watched show in Canada. I don't yeah. know. It made it to still... Netflix top 10. Oh, it did. Yeah. Great. That's that's obviously a meaningful thing to be on, I guess. Um, but because a lot of people are talking about it and it is a popular show, I thought maybe we could discuss it. And I know it's got really mixed reviews and there's a lot of critical uh, things being said of it too. But uh, Mary, what, what did you think? Absolutely. There are definitely so many things you can be thinking coming out of watching this. There's a lot of emotional footage, a lot of really opinionated people on many different topics here. Um, But one thing that really stuck out to me was actually what we were talking about before we watched it um, in just Googling stuff about this documentary, because you were mentioning that the articles that were being on your feed were all the news ones and the ones more against the documentary. Whereas when I Googled it, I was getting all these hits about celebrities who are super in favor of it. Everyone's going vegan, all this different stuff. So it took me back to our past podcast about the social dilemma and just about how from person to person through different algorithms and different things on social media, we're going to be fed different narratives. And even between me and you, just Googling this one documentary, we were getting fed different narratives. So I definitely, this, for me, this isn't just a documentary you can watch and then move on from. You really have to get in and do some of your own research because it's clear that we're all very divided on what, what we're thinking coming out of this documentary. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know some people might've enjoyed it just watching it. Um, and some people may have been disturbed. I'm sure there's multiple Mm -hmm. reactions here. And of course, like guardian Forbes and other massive, um, media outlets they're they're kind of critical of this documentary saying that it's doing more harm than actually helping with the topic. By the way, for those of you who haven't actually watched this documentary yet, um, Seaspiracy is about the fishing industry, the fisheries and um, worldwide, but especially um, um, in Asia um, and also Europe and North America, they do talk a lot about the corruption and in many agencies that they would say. Now, again, you have to do your own research because there's lots of different opinions on are these organizations actually as corrupt as they made it out to be made, made them out to be in the documentary. Um, and you're going to have to do your own research. Anytime we watch documentaries like this, we have to put our critical thinking caps on. I mean, come on, the, the, the title of the documentary says Seaspiracy. It's saying, yes, we admit yeah. there's conspiracy here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important for us to do our own fact checking and um, critically watching this. Um, however, having said that, I just wanted to explore why do you think people were so drawn to this? Why did it make the Netflix top 10? Why are people interested in this anyway? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think it's because we can see 
the state of our world so clearly right now and that there's so many things that are broken. There's not only just overfishing and things going on in the ocean, but there's agricultural issues, fossil fuels, all these things happening. And I think, um, I think people are looking for what's a clear answer. How do we stop this? What do we do? And for a documentary to come out and say, hey, well, maybe if we all stop eating seafood, that will fix it. I think that's sort of a a simple answer. And I think it, but it also is what a lot of people are looking for right now. And so I think it's definitely something uh, that people are going to be thinking about, something that's going to stir up a lot of emotions in them. And maybe it's even something people are going to consider doing, stopping eating seafood if it's going to make a big difference. But I definitely think that People are looking for answers because they can see sort of the degradation of the world right now. Yeah. And especially with the pandemic currently, Mm -hmm. I think in multiple levels, you're right. People are noticing the brokenness in relationships and in our physical health and our weakness and our inability to actually even fight something like a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill Gates fi- uh, famously came out and said, like, we we weren't ready for this. Yeah. Right? We should have seen this coming. And there were people who warned that this could happen. And yet globally, we weren't ready for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what people are realizing now is that, yeah, something as crazy as a pandemic can take us down and shut us down, mm-hmm. like the whole world. And I think that's starting to scare some people at the potential of what could be the next big thing. Um, And of course, there's environmentalist movements, um, whether it's in the agriculture part or in this case, the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, have we ruined the atmosphere? Have we ruined this earth? Have we been trashing it so much now that we're gonna really start paying for it? Um, I know many people would argue that we have been paying for it, (laughs) Um, but are we stewarding this well for the next generation or even for our own generation as we move Mm -hmm. forward? Uh, from this point on. And I think this is important. I think um, stewardship is a, it's a biblical idea, right? That we don't own what we have here, what we enjoy here, the mountains and the rivers and the oceans, the beauty of God's creation. We claim as Christians that this is God's creation. And yet, yes, in Genesis chapter one and two, we find that God has given Adam and Eve um, the role to be caretakers of what God has created, right? That whole scene in uh, Genesis chapter two, where God brings the animals and Adam is naming these animals, right? Um, showing that he's ruling over it. And God even says, have dominion over it, subdue it, God's creation, and multiply and be fruitful. That's our role. We are caretakers of God's creation. We are stewards. Uh, we don't own it, but we do rule over it. And that's the role of humankind. Yeah. Um... So when I was processing this and just thinking like, how is it okay that all of these atrocities are happening if indeed they are? And I know there's some facts that um, people are saying aren't quite right, but ultimately I I was reading one article today and it says whether there's going to be empty oceans by 2045 or 2079, like it it doesn't matter. They're, They're still projected to be empty oceans. So there's obviously an issue going on here. And um, just trying to rectify, like, how is this happening? How is it okay? Why did it get to this point? And I actually ended up reading um, in Genesis 3 about the fall and the curse and about everything um, spoken about in there, about how relationships are going to be broken, about how our relationship with even the earth is going to be different. There's going to be thistles and toil and all of these things. And it really got me thinking, like, yes, we're in um, potentially even a dire situation with our oceans. However, it... it made sense how it might be like that because in fact we do live in a broken world and we do have broken relationships and if our relationships with our each other are broken then of course it's going to make sense 
that our relationships with um, wildlife and with the world are also broken. And so it's not so much an, an issue, I think, of naming that there's an issue because there is. It's maybe what do we do now? Okay, there is an issue. Okay, it's never going to be a perfect relationship between us and the oceans, but what can we do now? What can we do as Christians? And like you said, what can we do as stewards? So maybe let's just flesh out um, the stewardship piece a little bit more there. Did you have any other thoughts on that piece? Yeah, I mean, we talked about, um, Mary and I are in the same community group, so we are going through a series in Right Now Media, a video series, and it's by a guy named Michael DeFazio, and he's teaching through Colossians, and, and he painted this picture of the gospel, right? And he says, peace is the end goal. When he when Paul opens a letter saying, grace and peace to you, and he does that in all these sorts of letters. And, and what Paul is trying to say is peace is the end goal and grace is how you get there, mm-hmm. right? The grace of Jesus Christ, the cross, the resurrection, of course, but then the end goal is peace. And what he means by that is yes, peace within ourselves, internal peace, but also peace with God, that's first and foremost, peace with one another, like you said, our human relationships. Mm-hmm. But then he also highlights peace with God's created order. Mm -hmm. And that includes the earth, that includes the environment. And this is why um, environmentalism is actually something that Christians do need to pay attention to, something that we need to be mindful of. When we say we're being missional, oftentimes we look at it from one dimension, meaning you know, it's about evangelism. It's about sharing the gospel so that people convert from not believing to believing in Christ, which is absolutely a core part of the church and our mandate and the Great Commission. However, participating in God's mission also means that we're restoring peace. We're restoring the way that God created us. We, we're restoring the shalom. And that has to include not only relationships between humans, but also right. how we relate to God's creation yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so another thing I remember we were discussing even before we recorded this podcast is just from our perspective, looking at this whole issue of overfishing, um, overuse of resources, what might be at the core of this? What is the fundamental part of our human nature that is causing this? And I remember it was you that you said selfishness. And that really struck me. Yes, that makes sense because there's a difference between, you know, still eating meat and seafood, but knowing where it comes from, caring where it comes from, doing your research, um, having a holistic attitude, and then also just flippantly not, not, you know, just wanting to do whatever, thinking that no matter how much harm we're causing, it's okay because we're the humans in this equation. But that, you know, you might be doing the same thing, eating meat in both um, in both cases, but it's where is that coming from? Um, and so this sort of selfishness thinking that, you know, we can do no wrong, we're entitled to everything yeah. can potentially get us yeah. into um, these situations. Yeah. My generation is um, often blamed. I'm a millennial and we're often blamed for being entitled, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like uh, watching that documentary, it talked a lot about, you know, just to get the the tuna that we all love or to salmon that we all love. There's a lot of bycatch, I mm-hmm. think is the terms that they use. Yeah. Um, a lot of other fish and other sea animals and other creatures that are just harmed and then thrown away because, oh, it just happens to be in my way when I'm going after my fish. I don't care how many other um, living creatures just die for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then trawling and other things that they talk about in the fishing industry. Now, I'm no expert in these industries, so I can't speak authoritatively at all, but it did sound like um, there is selfishness in all of these, not just in the fish industry or in the ocean, but also we know we know that we've been selfish in the way that we stewarded this world. As long as I get my convenience, I'm not really too concerned. I think it's worth the world being trashed, the environment being trashed. 
I think that has been a mentality for many people mm -hmm. and many organizations. If it's for profit, it's okay. Now, it has become more faux pas culturally to do business like that, right? Um, you wanna have environmentally friendly um, packaging, right? Sustainable food uh, sourcing. If you're a coffee lover, which I'm not, but I know Mary, mm -hmm, you and your husband are. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want ethically sourced um, coffee beans, right? Sustainably sourced. And even the packaging of the coffee beans themselves mm -hmm. needs to be sustainable. I know it's become a trend, which is good, I think. But also the, the documentary calls out that are these labels actually doing what they say they're doing. Mm -hmm. When they say it's ethically sourced, what does that mean? Yeah. Or does the consumer even care? Or are we just okay because we feel good that this is ethically exactly. sourced? Pay $2 more and it's doing something good. <laughs> um, so yeah, labels and stuff, I think it is confusing. But I had a question for you. Mm -hmm. So when I used to teach writing essays, I would always ask the question, so what? Yeah. So you've identified a problem or you've identified an issue. Mm -hmm. The next question naturally has to be, so what? And if there's no answer for it, I struggle, right? I get it. Sometimes we just need to do research for research sake, I guess. But most often it's more satisfying for us when we say, so what? And you don't have to get all the answers, but what is that step that we can take? So what was, what was your, let's go for, what was your takeaway on what the documentary suggested was the answer? What I thought the documentary suggested was that very simple statement of just don't eat seafood. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, they made it pretty clear. It wasn't super hard to find um, what their bias was there, which I mean, f if that's something that you are personally very convicted of and you've done your research on that and that's something you think is wise for your family, I definitely condone that. That's great. But it also really struck me that we don't all have the luxury to be able to do that. Yeah. This documentary also showed uh, fishermen in Africa, and it, that's where they were talking about how the police were getting involved because yeah. people are stealing fish out of those waters. And so yeah. those um, people living in poverty, that's their only source of protein, and it's being stolen from them. Yeah. They need it. They're, there's yeah. nothing else that they're going to get. So they don't have the luxury that we have to be able to say, you know what, for for um, activist reasons, I'm just going to stop eating seafood. Yeah. So I wasn't super personally satisfied with that because, yes, we can do that here in North America, but that's not um, a one-fix, one-fits type, yeah. one-fits-all type solution. Um, what about you? What did you think? Yeah, I felt similar. I felt the documentary definitely presented that as the, the best answer going forward. And it's obviously very biased uh, of an opinion. I think it's a very Western um, yeah, perspective as well, the entire yeah. documentary. Um, however, I agree. Is it sustainable to eliminate um, fish or any seafood from people's diets? Um, and if this is true of seafood, is it also true of you know cows and animals? Because there's been other documentaries. I mean, the guys, the producers who produce this, they also produced cowspiracy, yes. right? Um, so if we stop eating all uh, meat, then I, I do hear some people saying, well, we got to go plant-based. And plant-based is very trendy right now. Um, and I recognize that. I personally are, am uh, not plant-based. I eat meat. I eat seafood. Um, personally, philosophically, I don't think um, it's wrong for us to eat meat or fish. That's where I, I believe. That's where I stand. Mm -hmm. However, um, if you choose plant-based for any reason, ethical, diet, um, nutritious, or just for you to try something new, I think that's great. Um, but like you said, not everyone has that option because oftentimes I find it's frustrating that healthier options for food is almost always more expensive, mm -hmm. whether it's organic, whether yeah. it's um, plant-based and things like that. Yeah. So 
I don't know if that's just an easy solution for everyone. Again, I think it's more of a Western solution that's not available or accessible to everyone on earth. And also, I also do think maybe that is oversimplifying the issue and also the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. They talk about ecosystems, but you know, humans are also part of the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, if you fundamentally, philosophically say uh, animals, eating animals at any level is always wrong, um, are we going to now, I know this is a little bit of an extreme of an example, but are we going to now police lions to not eat zebras? Um, at some point, if you're working from a religious um, worldview, you have to accept that animals eat other animals as well. And that's the only way they're going to survive. They're not going to start shopping or lions aren't going to start eating plants and go plant-based because it's trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, so then are they wrong? And we're like, well, we're different. We're humans and they're animals. I get that. But at a certain perspective, at a certain point, I think just to say we just need to stop eating all sorts of meat or all sorts of fish, I'm not sure if that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because I, I, you've touched on this, but in that whole ecosystem explanation, we're also a level of the ecosystem, yeah. and they they really impact it in the documentary that if you take out one level of yeah. predators, everything changes and many yeah. things suffer because yeah. of it. Um, and so I think we have to take even another step back and look at ourselves in that ecosystem. Yeah. So we, again, can't have this attitude of we can do whatever we want because yeah. that will upset the yeah. ecosystem that is upsetting the yeah. ecosystem. But at the same time, we still have to recognize that we're in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was another takeaway I had. Um, but so you talk about what the documentary gave us the takeaway. Obviously, that wasn't super satisfactory yeah. for either of us. So what do you think? Yeah. Um, could potentially be another takeaway, especially from a Christian perspective. Yeah. A lot of the critical um, docu- uh, or, or articles written on this documentary have been calling them out for, you know, they're using sensationalism. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to sell when you, when you put really devastating images of whales dying and things like that. Um, and of course, this is, in one sense, this is media, right? This is the media's role in activism. Right, you're supposed to raise awareness. You're supposed to use images, sounds, and words to make sure there's an emotional response from people. That is literally what they're going after. So, I, I don't know. That's maybe being critical of the actual thing that they're trying to do. However, I I do agree that activism is needed on many fronts. Right, mm-hmm. this isn't the only issue that humans face. Right, right. There's like you said, you talked about fossil fuel, global warming. Um, there's other stuff, agriculture, there's also like electric vehicles versus uh, Mm non-electric vehicles. There's so many things that the world is trying to tackle as issues. And then of course, there's also humanitarian issues, right? Mm -hmm. Gender equality at workplaces in many parts of the world, including our own. Um, There's also things about racial tensions right now, of course, the hashtag Asian hate. Mm -hmm. And of course, the African Americans that um, our brothers and sisters down below, um, the tension that they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things that you can give your money, time, attention, and passion towards, right? I think there is a slight issue when people start to shame others for not having the same level of passion as yourself uh, on a particular right. issue and yeah. thinking you're evil now if you don't give money to racial injustices or um, sex trafficking in certain areas of the world or child pornography, stopping that. Like if you don't give to it or if you don't spend time on it or if you don't vote in with that um, topic as a f- at, at the forefront of your um, political leaders, then you're wrong, then you're evil. I think that's potentially dangerous and not healthy and it doesn't lead to anything productive. 
Um, so I think I see a lot of shaming on social media and many other places. Um, I think there's a different way of being active, you know, activism, meaning you're active in yeah. participating in the solution. My, my thought has always been, is it possible that everyone has a different role in the activism? Mm -hmm. So for in, in this case, oceanographers, um, marine biologists, um, nonprofit organizations that work in this field, they're going to have more investment in this, both time, financials, and, and expert knowledge, right? I'm never gonna have the same amount of knowledge that these oceanographers will have or marine biologists will have or people in the fishing industry would have. So for them to expect the same level of involvement from me is probably not fair. It's not gonna happen. Um, however, is there, is there a role that a person like me would play? Mm -hmm. um, and the documentary would say that role is not eating seafood. <laughs> um, but is there an actual healthy role for a guy like me to play or for a person like you to play? Mm -hmm. And then is there a role for someone who is a marine biologist? Yeah. That, that should they be making sure that the crowd is educated in real hard facts and, and providing proposals on movements and lobbying governments? And is there a healthy way of doing this, mm -hmm. right? And I think we need to really rethink where do we fit in? And I think as a Christian in being a good steward, we need to discern in all these issues, okay, I can't give a hundred bucks to all the issues, right? Because there's too many issues. I need to discern what has God gifted me and called me for? What knowledge do I have? What experiences do I have? What passions do I have? Mm -hmm. And not saying the ocean isn't important, but some people will be called towards the ocean. Some people will be called towards um, agricultural reform. Some people will be called towards racial injustices in the world, sexual trafficking mm -hmm. and Definitely. gender equality. And I think we need to work together. And just like what Paul says about the church being a body mm -hmm. and everyone, all the members have unique and different roles. I also see it in our society that um, I may have been gifted to do this as a preacher and as a pastor, um, and I have different passions and you may have different passions than I do. Mm -hmm. And that's why this works. Yeah, definitely. I think another piece, just adding on to what you just said, might sound a little bit cliche, but it's also, um, even if it's not necessarily the thing you're called to give your money to, but just having an awareness awareness about these issues going on and being willing to talk about them with the community, not just um, maybe pretending that they don't exist or that they don't affect you because at one point or another, this is all going to affect us. Um, so yeah, just having the awareness of the issues going on, being able to engage in a healthy dialogue. I know we've mentioned this in many of our other podcasts, but the fact that our um, society at large has lost the ability to have healthy discourse about this, these issues. And that means we don't all have to uh, believe the same things or agree on everything or even have the same level of passion, but just being able to engage in these issues and hear each other's point of views and then being able to come to creative solutions. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, 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 what I didn't appreciate from the documentary was, I mean, to me, it was, it was well done, well produced mm -hmm. and all that. But what I didn't appreciate was there was this sense of othering people. Mm -hmm. If you're not on my side, if you don't agree with my part of the solution, then it did feel like, well, then you're wrong and you're not doing it right and you're you're not compassionate, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I felt you may have the opinion, let's say the best solution is to not eat seafood. I may have a different opinion. There needs to be a way we can work together to make sure that we're working towards a better ocean for all of us because it is an important part of God's creation. And I'm not going to argue that ever. So 
how do we work together if we have different opinions on what solutions are the best or what methods are the best to move forward mm -hmm. in becoming better stewards rather than, okay, if you don't agree with me, you're done. I'm going to bury you in the dust and I'm going to leave you and I'm going to shame you publicly. And I did feel that there was a quite a bit of shaming of organizations and individuals and even cultures in this documentary that I didn't know how I felt about mm -hmm. when I was watching it. And now that I had some thought, I'm not sure if that's my favorite way of going about it. Right. And as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, I run into situations where I disagree with people, even within our church, but people outside of our church, of course. Mm -hmm. The way we navigate through that situation, I think we could do it with love, grace, Definitely. patience. And I think that's what we can all work on. Yeah. Um, even if we disagree, can we yeah. move together in saving the ocean and improving our practices, being be better stewards? Yeah. Um, and I would love healthy dialogues around that. Totally. Uh, more often. Because it's not even just that we can do that. That's what we're called to do, to speak to each other in love. Absolutely. Um, and that's part of it, even talking about social issues like this. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope um, our listeners um, have been kind of given some food for thought, I guess. And also maybe this could be a healthy dinner conversation around uh, with their family or friends. Um, and potentially if you haven't watched it, maybe you will be inspired to watch it. If you're not really interested in the topic, maybe you won't. But I do um, recommend that we all think about this idea of stewardship, not just relations, not just... When Christians often hear stewardship, we think of money, we think of time, right? Yeah. Um, but I think we sometimes neglect the this, this great thing that God created for us, this earth. Mm -hmm. um, when we wake up in the morning, especially where we live here in Tuasana and Lander, um, we wake up to amazing, glorious views of God's creation. And I think we're reminded and we sometimes stand in awe of God's power mm -hmm. when he created this. Um, but then God also gave us the opportunity to steward this for him, for yeah. his glory. So for us to neglect this conversation, um, I don't think that's where we want to be. We want to participate in the places where we are and discern in a healthy way, what is my role in this? Yeah. Maybe we are gonna be activists. Maybe some of us won't, but maybe we would fund some of those movements. Mm -hmm. Maybe we won't fund it personally. Maybe we would volunteer in some of these organizations. Maybe we will participate in other ways. Whatever it is though, I think it is um, wise for us to maybe sit back and just prayerfully cons uh, discern um, what is my role in some of these issues that I see in the world? What passions have God given me? What knowledge, what skill sets, what resources? And how can I use it now to make sure I become a good steward um, of God's creation? Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we hope to see you for another episode uh, coming up soon. <laughs>